We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Yeah, I just went out there and did what Swaggy P do. <laughs> Teammates played great, and we um, came out with the victory, you know? I'm just trying to really get my, my NBA 2K rating up. You know, it's 12.02 right now. If they want to fire me at 12.05, I'll go home and find something to do. I'll have a good day. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. It's Friday, January 3rd, 2020. Alex Barutha here next to Shannon McEwen. And uh, Ken is dealing with a personal matter, so he is not here for this week's podcast. Today we're going to talk about news, get into some waiver wire ads, and then discuss some DFS. Uh, some big news, Karis LeVert is expected to return Saturday against the Raptors. He had averaged basically 17 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists before suffering that thumb injury uh, November 10th against Phoenix. Um, as far as fantasy value goes uh, and how this will affect other players on the Nets, Shannon, are you worried this could potentially come into Dinwiddie's fantasy value? Because he's been, I mean, he's been incredible lately. Yeah, it, it has to by default. I mean, I'm not worried about Dinwiddie as far as like he will still have solid fantasy value moving forward. It's just going to be closer to what it was when he was the sixth man than what it's been over the past 22 games. I mean, he's been, since since being uh, promoted to the starting lineup, he's averaged 33 minutes per, uh, basically 
26, three and a half, and seven assists. Um, taking 20, 19.8 field goal attempts per game. Um, yeah, contrast to only just under 14 attempts per game when he was in the six-man role for the first 12 or so games of the season. So it's probably going to be somewhere in between. I think he's still going to get 16, 17 shots per game up until Kyrie returns. You know, and then it'll drop back down to 13, 14, 15. So his usage will still be increased over what we saw earlier this year, but it's going to take a little bit of a ding. I mean, you know, Levert's going to impact guys like Garrett Temple more than he will Dinwiddie, of course. Right. But it, it is going to take away from the usage of Dinwiddie a little bit. Yeah, especially since we saw, I mean, we know we've seen in flashes how good Levert can be, especially he kind of broke out last season during the the playoffs against the 76ers was like clearly the best player on the court uh, for a lot of the time. Uh, I'm looking right now uh, when Lavert is on the court and Kyrie is off the court, uh, Dinwiddie's usage goes down basically 7%, loses about three fantasy points per 36. But that, I mean, Lavert and Dinwiddie aren't going to be on the court together as often as like they don't have to be on the court together that much. And it's probably better to separate them a lot of times because they're the only two guys who can realistically like play make on this team at this point. Yeah. They're, I think they'll both get heavy run. I mean, after Levert gets his legs back underneath them, um, they're both, I think they'll both see have heavy playing time. Um, they will split it up. So they'll each get their turns kind of leading, leading the team. Um, but it's really, I mean, you're looking at increase in minutes when Levert was out. Garrett Temple was the big one. You know, he, right. started, he played 12 more minutes per game. So, you know, Dinwiddie did play seven more minutes per game with Levert out, but you also have to factor in that Kyrie was out as well. Um, so really, it's Temple. Temple, if you've been using him in season-long leagues, he's been, he's been decent. He's been okay, right? yeah. He's been better than what I would expect Garrett Temple to be. Right. So, but that's, that's run its course. He's already out right now, so you're safe to drop him. Um, try to find a better replacement. Yeah, I think I dropped him last week in our like 14-team league, and it was getting pretty sketchy towards the end. So probably the end of uh, Garrett Temple's fancy relevance and everything other than like 20-team leagues. Uh, next on the news list, Jonathan Isaac. Um, uh, Nick and I really didn't talk about this much last podcast, but he is going to miss at least two months with a severe sprain and bone contusion in his left knee. He is the only player in the NBA this season, averaging at least two blocks and 1.5 steals per game. And as of a few games ago, he was going, he was on pace to be the only player in the past 10 years, other than Anthony Davis, to average two and a half blocks and one and a half steals per game. Uh, overall, Isaac was averaging 12.7 rebounds, basically assisting a half. Uh, went through all those numbers, but I mean, once once Alfaruk Amino returns, I assume he's going to be the one that that you know, gets a lot of these minutes, plays 30-plus minutes a game, and we we saw the amount of uh, run that Amino can get when he was in Portland. They can just play him a ton because he's just catching shoots and, and plays defense. But until then, um, I mean, who is there anybody you do you think you can realistically target on the waiver wire, or is this a situation where, like, if you are a Terrence Ross owner, you're just like, cool, this probably helps me? Yeah, it's tough to say. I've seen some people recommend Mo Bamba. I don't agree with that. Um, I don't see Vucevic and, and Bamba playing that much together. I, I just, I just can't see it. Maybe it happens, and, and they slide Gordon over to the th- to the three. Um, I, I don't expect that to be the case. I th- do think it's Terrence Ross. 
um, you know, they're just going to have to play a little bit smaller. Um, you can slide, I mean, you can slide Fultz over to the two and then you can right. push Fournier and, and Ross to the three, play at DJ Augustine at the one. I mean, they're going to, they're going to be mixing and matching a little bit. Um, wh- what's uh what's this guy's name? Wes, I Yeah. I want He, uh, you know, he very well could start, but it's going to be, he's not going to do anything. He's not worth the fan. He's not fancy relevant. Um, so for me, it's Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is the guy who I'm I'm picking him up out of anyone or Fultz. So Fultz is still, and th- this is going to be one of our main topics. I- I'm going to bring Fultz back up later, but he is still only like 37% owned on Yahoo Leagues. <laughs> All right. He, I do believe that the Magic are going to rely on him more without Isaac. So he he's a guy, him, Augustine, Terrence Ross, that's really where I would be targeting. Yeah, the numbers are they're they're not very like they they don't really tell a story here when you take, you know, if you if you go to the Royal Wire on off court page and take Isaac and Aminu off the court, the player who's seen the most minutes with those guys off the court is Ross. And so that kind of checks out there. But other then it's Aaron Gorgon, DJ Augustine, like also Mobamba in there, but yeah, I wouldn't be super confident in the in the Mobamba Vucevic front court, and like, I mean, in terms of who gets the biggest usage bump, it, it's basically Vucevic, and then Fournier, and then Augustine, and then I won do, but that's like a one; those are like one percent bumps. So I there's not like a ton of actionable. If you're in like a twenty or a sixteen team league, sure, maybe Mobamba. And, and Aminu, Aminu makes sense once he returns, right? But I don't, I don't expect him. You know, let's say he gets thirty minutes. I don't expect him to do what he did in Portland with 30 minutes. He was re- he was asked to rebound more in Portland. He played a lot of the four with Portland, especially the past couple, the last five, uh, two years or so he was there. I I just don't you know his steals went down a little bit. He was under one steal per game last year. The 7.5 rebounds looks nice, but again, I don't think he's going to be asked to do that with Orlando. They have Vooch. They have Aaron Gordon. <sighs> I, I mean, it was. If you're in a deep enough league, he can make sense. He very well could be the starter once he returns, but I don't expect him to be as good as he, as he was any of the past three, four seasons in Portland. Right. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, goes for a career-high 25 points, went 11 of 12 from the field, feels a 124-116 comeback victory for the Nuggets uh, on the road against the Indiana Pacers. In his last four games, Porter is averaging 15.5 points, 4.5 rebounds per game on 72% shooting. Do you think he is a must-add? Not at all. Okay. Um, you know, it's still, it's just 20 minutes per game. And as you mentioned, I, I it's over 70% shooting. It's insane. You know, I, I show 74% on the numbers I just pulled up over the past four games. Okay. It's that's so unsustainable that it's it's just yeah. re- I mean he went for 11 for 12 for that 25 points you know in that in that first start um I think he went like 8 for 10 from the floor that that's not going to hold so you know it's nice it's good to see him finally out there um but I'm skeptical that he's going to hold long term indiv- s- value for this season you know if you're in a deep enough league yes of course and if, if you're in a deep enough league where there's anyone who averages 15 points per game is worth looking at, then sure. But in 10 and 12 and most 14 team leagues, I don't think he's going to make enough of an impact. 
He's not really doing anything on the defensive end. He's rebounding a little bit, um, and he's hitting threes. But the threes, again, that's part of the unsustainable shooting. Like I, I don't envision him hitting two threes per game long term um, for this season. So it's nice to see. Um, I'm high on him long term, dynasty leagues and everything else. Um, but I don't expect this to continue this season. Yeah, I mean, he's also not going to ever pass the ball. No, he. I don't know if he knows he. There are four other teammates with him on the court, but he's averaging one and a half assists per thirty six minutes. I watched a ton of his like high school highlights. Never passed it. Um, so he's he's not going to get you value there. I think, you know, if he got thirty minutes a game, I think we could expect like seventeen points and seven rebounds from him on like f- decent shooting. You know, he could he could shoot fifty. You know, forty nine percent from the field, thirty eight percent from three, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think it does. It doesn't seem like he's going to get more than twenty minutes consistently for this team, considering how deep they are, especially at the position with Millsap and Grant, um, and even they play Plumlee and Jokic together. But and like you alluded to in dynasty leagues, he. I mean, if you're in a dynasty league, he's on someone's roster. Yes, he's not. You're not going to pick him up. He's already, you know, maybe trade for him. I mean, maybe, um, but he's already going to be on a roster there. Yeah. So individual or redraft leagues, I I think it's safe to avoid him at this point, unless it's a deeper league, 10, 12, even 14 team leagues. You know, our 14 team league keeper or keeper league, I, I don't think he I've got him on my bench. I don't think he'll ever crack my start. I don't think he'll crack my starting lineup this year. So no. Yeah. Um potentially daily fantasy. Someone to keep in mind for that. Speaking of daily fantasy, uh FanDuel is offering the most exciting ways to play fantasy basketball, no matter what you're looking for. FanDuel has something for everyone, tons of different contests and formats to choose from, starting at just twenty-five cents. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and enjoy watching your results. In real time, Shang and I are going to discuss our our preliminary lineups uh, today on FanDuel uh, later in the show. Play against your friends for bragging rights or play against the public for millions in cash prizes. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RW. You'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with your first deposit on FanDuel. That includes DFS lineup optimizers premium articles, draft software, and much more. And that is for every sport, not just NBA. So that will help you win your leagues. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RW, void where prohibited. New FanDuel registrants only. Restrictions do apply. See FanDuel.com slash RW for details. All right, so we're going to run through a few uh, a few players who are on the waiver wires in uh, in most leagues. Uh, we're doing guys who are 50% or fewer owned uh, in, in fantasy leagues. And we're primarily using Yahoo, but chances are if they're available in Yahoo, they're also going to be available in ESPN. Um, I'll kick things off a little bit. I think we need to at least mention uh, Gary Payton, the second, and how well he's been playing. Um, his his workload has, it has definitely trailed off the past couple of games. I think he got eight minutes in his last game. Uh, but the he... He has shown so much defensively that it's hard for me to believe that he can't get 15 to 20 minutes a night from here on out. Um, and he's currently averaging three steals in 24 minutes a game in his five appearances. I don't know. I mean, that's obviously not sustainable. But if you're in a if you're in a deep league and um, 
and he's on the wire. I mean, maybe 18 team leagues, 16. And I don't know, are the Magic? The Magic are on a four, or excuse me, the Wizards are on a four-game week this upcoming week. So trying to add him as a streaming option in a deep league if you need some steals, or if you're in a head-to-head league and just need some steals, um, I think he's a, a fair option. Kind of risky, but he's available in basically two-thirds of all leagues. It would have to be a pretty deep league for me to add him at this point. Um, I the, the steals are intriguing, but I would rather grab a guy like, if, if I need steals, if I'm that desperate, I'd rather grab a guy like Chris Dunn. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I hear you, though. Is he available? Um, oh, yeah. He's basically the same amount of leagues he's available. Um, Did not expect that. But but I, I hear you. I mean, it is intriguing. If there, you know, if something ha- happens to Ish Smith, Isaiah Thomas, um, and the pathway to, to long-term minutes opens up for Peyton, I agree. He's very, very intriguing. Um, I'll, I'll start off with the Magic guys that I mentioned earlier because they're all right around um, – just under 50%. Terrence Ross, 49% owned on Yahoo. Uh, Fultz, 37%. DJ Augustine, 34%. I think those three guys are going to pick it up on the offensive end in Isaac's absence. Um, Terrence Ross should get a boost on the 25 minutes per game that he's averaging right now. Um, you know, even in that 25 minutes, like he's held pretty decent fantasy value. Um, he's usually ranked, he's ranked around 150, depending on the, the, uh, ranking system you're looking at. He's averaging just under 13 points. You know, he's hitting a bunch of threes. So Ter- Terrence Ross, he has he has steal upside as well. Um, his, his field goal percentage shooting has been down a little bit this year, but uh, maybe with more playing time, he can get back on track. And then Fultz, I, I just, I think this team's going to continue to lean more and more on Fultz. Um, his minutes per game are up to 26 now. Uh, he's coming off one of his better games of the season, and he actually did not play that many minutes. Um, but I, I just like what I've seen from him. I think he's going to continue to grow. Um, yeah, 16, 16 points, four rebounds, eight assists, two steals, uh, in only 22 minutes. Um, in what was basically a blowout over Washington. So it's possible, you know, he played 30 minutes in back-to-back games before that 28, 27. Um, yeah, his minutes have held steady, um, you know, in the upper twenties, close to 30 for, for the better part of a month now. And I, there's assists, there's steals, right? You know, there's 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 not many threes, but they're they're he's taking you know two about two attempts per game, two and a half per attempts per game. The the scoring, the assists, and the steals are going to be there, and he rebounds decently for a guard too if the minutes continue to creep up. I uh, I 100 percent agree on on Ross and and Fultz. I'm surprised Terrence Ross isn't owned in more leagues. I mean, he's a guy that even. You know, with a fantasy value around 150 or so for the year, if he's on a four-game week, he's almost a must-start in 12 or 14-team leagues, given the amount of threes he can hit, his steal upside. But Fultz, especially, he's played. So Fultz has played 30 minutes in nine on nine different occasions this year. So if we can assume he gets that, if we assume he plays 30 minutes a game, here are his numbers in those games. Uh, 12 points, six assists, four rebounds, and a steal. Um, the assists are great. Six assists a game um, on the waiver wire is virtually impossible to find. So if you can get that from Fultz, that'll be really nice. Um, the field goal percentage in those games, not great, 41%. Obviously, he's not hitting threes for you. 
free throw percentage has been better than I think a lot of people thought it would be. He's up to 73% this year after basically being under 55% for his career. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. Both of those guys are, are ads for this upcoming week, and they play Magic play three games, so it's not ideal, but they could have they could have value for the remainder of the year, um, especially uh, as long as Aminu is out. Um, I want to bring up DeAnthony Melton. Um, I feel a little stronger about him than I do uh, Gary Payton. Melton, even though most people are going to look at Melton, you know, his stats over the past two weeks, um, he's played in seven games, 18 minutes a game, like not encouraging. Um, you know, depending on the however you choose to search for waiver wire ads, he might not really show up on your radar, especially if you're doing minutes. But he's been the 70th ranked player playing 18 minutes per game over the past two weeks, and it's not entirely unsustainable numbers. He's been especially valuable for steals, another steals guy. Um, 1.9 steals per game over this stretch. Um, he's shooting 58% from the field. That's probably not sustainable, but um, at the same time, like also solid rebounder, four rebounds per game. I've had him in our 14 team uh, auction league for a while. I picked him up off the waiver wire, and he's someone that, like, when the Grizzlies are on a four game week, I always consider starting him because I know that there's a really good chance to get eight to 10 steals out of him if he has a good week um and i mean he, he's just really productive in the 20 minutes he gets and if any if anyone in that backcourt gets hurt especially morant um or like tyus jones then he's just gonna get more time yeah and there there's certainly upside that as the season wears on you know the the grizzlies either trade away some of their other pieces that open up free time injuries as you mentioned like he has upside and there is a pat uh uh you know, a realistic path to him earning more playing time in the future. Um, you know, he's super young. He's only 21. They we, could they could easily consider him a, a bigger building block than, like, Grayson Allen, for instance. Like, that wouldn't even surprise me if they already do. And it's not out of nowhere, because last year he got starts for the Suns, and we saw him, like, last year he played 20 minutes a game for the Suns and was averaging 1.4 steals and three assists a game. So, like, the, the, the assist and steal numbers for him... And the rebounding is like sustainable. We've seen him do it. Um, the field goal percentage will come down a little bit, but yeah, he's he's definitely someone they should view as a long term piece or someone that they want to get playing time at least. Yeah, I would I would not be surprised if come this time next year they view Morant and Melton as the backcourt of the future in Memphis. I I mean playing them together might be tough, but I mean they are. I, I, I don't know if they'll be so good that, you know, they, they can't afford to experiment. You know what I mean? Any team that can, <laughs> that's willing to play Dylan Brooks for 28 minutes per game, <laughs> uh, can roll out a Morant Melton backcourt. Fair enough. Um, do you have another name that's, that's standing out to you? Yeah. So some of the guys in, uh, Golden State, all the injuries, um, ha- has opened up playing time. So we've got, uh, we, we've seen Alex, Alec Burks, uh, or Alec Burke has been really good. Um, Damian Lee has kind of come out of nowhere. Um, he's been really good of late. He's starting at, uh, shooting guard for Golden State. He's under 40% owned, um, on Yahoo. Let's see. I mean, this, this guy, he's 27. He's not exactly a spring chicken, but in the nine starts he's had, he's played nine starts in a row. 
32 minutes per 15 points, uh, just under eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, uh, and 1.63 pointers. Um, you know, the, he, he started even after D'Angelo Russell came back, Alec Burke came back, uh, Glenn Robinson missed a game or two. Like, so there've been multiple injuries and, and, and all of those players coming back from injury. And he still remained in the starting lineup throughout that, that entire nine game stretch. Um, I, I think he's going to be good long-term or at least until Clay Thompson gets back. These numbers, these starting numbers <laughs> remind me a lot of like Kyle Kuzma. Like there's like 15 points, eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, 44% shooting from the field hits like a three and a half. Like he's like the shooting guard version of that. So, but as a shooting guard, those numbers are great. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Like as a power forward, <laughs> you know, yeah, the three assists would be nice, but you look at, you know, 15, 44% shooting, horrible as a power right. forward. <laughs> but then as, as a shooting guard, yeah, it's about right. Plus he's got eight rebounds per. That's fantastic. I, 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 I like him. I, I think that, you know, he oh, would have already yeah. been removed from the starting lineup at this point um, if he weren't going to get a long-term look at, at that spot. So as long as Curry um, Curry and Clay are out, I think he, he, he he's in play for 12-team leagues, possibly 10-team leagues. I agree. Uh, let's touch on, I guess, one more guy each. Um, I'm going to go – I think you need to take a real look at adding Shabazz Napier – for this upcoming week, uh, Teague, Jeff Teague, has missed the past two games with a knee sprain. A uh, knee sprain is a pretty significant injury. We've the, the injury that's kept Towns out this long is a knee sprain. Um, and stuff like ACL injuries are technically knee sprains. And Teague is, uh, Teague is not young. So I, I, I don't know if he'll be back uh, super soon, and I wouldn't trust him to stay healthy for the rest of the year. And Napier's played really well lately. Um, you know, I watched... Um, I watched basically the entire game uh, against the Bucks that they played, and he was like f- controlling their entire offense uh, over the past seven games, uh, averaging 14 points, six assists, you know, four rebounds, steal and a half. And he was someone that we've seen in the past, whether it be Portland, whether it be Brooklyn, when he can get 25 ish to 30 minutes a game, he's a hundred. He's definitely fantasy relevant. Um, he is a he is a true. Um, he's a true like point guard. He's very quick, uh, ranked 85 over the past two weeks. And like once Wiggins is back, um, and kind of gets into a rhythm, Wiggins will take over some ball handling responsibilities. But I think Napier, I mean, if, if, if you're kind of in the same camp as me and you don't think Teague is going to be especially healthy for the next month, more or less, uh, I think Napier is someone that you can, that you can look to add, especially if you need assists and steals. Yeah. And the, the longer towns and Wiggins sit, and the further Minnesota falls in the standings, like yep. they might be shaking stuff up as well. Um, Napier, if if he continues to start, he is he is definitely a appealing option. Um, my last one, I'm just blown away by the fact that he's only owned in 28 percent of Yahoo leagues. Alfred Payton, yeah, I feel like we talk about him at least once every other show. <laughs> um, he is now starting for the Knicks. He started five games in a row. Um, he has actually, it's been like probably one of the worst shooting stretches of his career. Um, he's only shooting 34% um, and averaging six, 6.4 points, but he also has 5.4 rebounds, 8.4 assists, one, 8.4 assists on the waiver wire in over 75% of leagues. That's insane. 1.2 steals. 
Um, he's not gonna he's not gonna hit many threes. Uh, his shooting's not going to be great, but it will improve upon what we've seen. I mean, for his career, he shot 43% last year, 49% the year before. So he's not like, he's not typically a 38% shooter like he's been this year. I think we're going to see that bounce back some. He's still trying to figure out his role within the Knicks offense. But if he if he's locked in as a starter, um, and he is dealing with a minor injury right now, he's questionable for tonight's, uh, I'm sorry, it's not an injury, it's a personal matter. He's questionable for tonight. Uh, Friday, but as long as he's starting for the Knicks, I mean, you're getting eight, seven, eight assists, and that's that's only in like 28 minutes per game. They're, the minutes could go up. He has to be owned in in like 10 team, 12 team leagues. Yes, he has to and be. and steals too. I mean, yeah. he, um, yeah, I, I it, when he sees over 25 minutes this season, he's averaging nine points, seven and a half assists, four point eight rebounds, one point eight steals. Like you have to, that guy has to be owned in a fantasy league. And I know the free throw percentage is trash, but he is taking less than one free throw. Like he doesn't get to the line. He's a very, at this point, he's turned into just, just almost more of like a pure point guard where he's looking to defend, he's looking to pass. Um, and as far as like the other point guards on the Knicks. Dennis Smith Jr. is, I don't even know where he is. He's just completely MIA, has not played well at all. Uh, Frank Nilekina, that's, I don't even know what's going on there. I mean, he's he's a good defender. He can play multiple positions. He's not really a point guard. So I think you're right, and Peyton should be the, uh, the starting point guard. And even if he ends up coming off the bench, he could still see 25 minutes a game. And if yeah. that's the case, he could get you seven, steal, or seven assists and a steal and a half, and you're just... There's no one else on the waiver wire, almost nobody, that's going to get that for you. His shooting will improve. Both both his field goal percentage and field free throw percentage will improve based on his career norms. Like, it's just what he's doing now does not line up with what he's done throughout his entire career. Yeah, you know, he won't hit threes, but the assists, solid rebounds for a point guard, he'll average nine or ten points. That stuff is all going to come. Um, you know, the only thing that that's – Hold, would hold me back as if the Knicks traded for another point guard, which is always a possibility. Um, but he he has to be owned. I'm sorry, 10-team, 12-team leagues, he, he has to be owned. Those assists, you cannot leave him on the waiver wire. I'm envisioning a Knicks team with only point guards and power forwards. Um, yeah, Peyton and the Knicks are on a four-game week this week, so it's a good time to pick him up uh, for sure. All right, let's dive into some uh, Friday DFS uh, six games on the slate. Uh, Going to rattle off some injuries here to watch for basically the key injuries. You have Bradley Beal against Portland. He's got a sore right lower leg. He is questionable. Uh, ended up going to the locker room during Wednesday's loss. Uh, Coach Scott Brooks alluded to Beal potentially resting Friday or Saturday because uh, they have a back-to-back. Uh, Kemba Walker was questionable, just got ruled out with flu-like symptoms, so I'll, I'll touch on potentially who to add there. Um, Aaron Gordon, questionable after missing the past two games with a sore left Achilles, but I think he went through morning shoot around on Friday, so fair chance that he's available. Uh, and then we have Alfred Payton, who is questionable, uh, who, we, who we just touched on, but I don't know if there's a ton of like actionable stuff to do there. Um, my first guy, I have Jordan McRae, if Beal is out. Um, McRae is 5,700. Not my favorite price for him, but with Beal off the court, McRae averages 1.2 fantasy points a minute. Um, he could get 25 to 30 minutes, and if you're talking, you know, 5,700, that's a fair price. Uh, and 
they're going up against uh, Portland, which uh, Portland's not as intimidating of a matchup as they used to be. So definitely keep an eye on the Beal news there because if Beal's out, if Beal is out, then there's going to be a, a good amount of value for the Wizards. Yeah, essentially uh, the Wizards have back-to-back tonight and Saturday, and Beal's probably just going to play one. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I mean Gary Payton comes in play. Um, Troy Brown. Troy Brown. Uh, it op- it opens a lot of doors for the Wizards players and, and decent values. Um, my favorite value pick of the day, of the night is Lonzo Ball. Hmm. Um, it's a revenge game. It is, yeah. Uh, he's in LA going against the Lake the Lakers. Um, I don't even care about the revenge game aspect of it. Um, it's just the fact that this dude's fifty three hundred bucks. He's he's got fifty point upside. He's coming off a fifty seven point uh, fantasy outing. You know, twenty seven ten and ten. Nice little triple double for him. Obviously, I don't expect that very often. Um, he came out just on absolute fire that game. He hit like he was like six first for six. Hit like three three pointers in the first quarter, um, and then went cold. Like I think he had like <laughs> I think he had like twenty points. Like he scored like twenty points in the first quarter, and basically stopped scoring after that. Um, but it it doesn't matter. Like he he's cheap and he's got fifty point upside. You show yes. me another player. That cost fifty three hundred bucks. Who has scored fifty points multiple times mm-hmm. this season? It it doesn't happen. Uh, I'll go into my second guy, Trey Young at eighty eight hundred. He's coming back from a two game absence uh, from injury. Um, you know, essentially, so he's fresh. Yeah, essentially three games off because he played fifteen minutes and had to leave early with the ankle injury against Milwaukee. So he's basically sat out the past two and a half games. Um, eighty eight hundred is just. You know, this is a guy who has hit 60 points a handful of times yeah. this year, and he's under 9,000. That's not something you see very often. I don't like the matchup against Boston in Boston. I hate it, actually. <laughs> um, but there's just something about Trey Young being that cheap that makes it tough for me to avoid using him. I agree. Um, yeah, 8,800 is a, that is a, it's really hard to glance over that price for Trey Young, even if he's going to have Marcus Smart shadowing him, which I 100% expect to happen in this game, especially with Kemba Walker out. Yes. But maybe they'll result in lower ownership, so probably a good GPP play for for Trey Young. As far as Lonzo Ball goes, I mean, I, I definitely agree. He's someone I ended up putting in my lineup after I kind of uh, added value plays. And um, he's seen 30 minutes over the past three games. The season when he sees over 30 minutes, he's averaging 32 fantasy points. The home road splits don't really make a difference, although only three of those games were on the road, which is strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, you have the revenge game narrative, you have an increased workload, you have the upside. It's really just hard to avoid Lonzo Ball on this slate at this price, I think. I'm sure his ownership will be through the roof, yeah. um, which is the the main concern. But I at this point, when a guy's potential is that high, I, I don't even care. I don't care about the chalk. Um, my next guy, yeah, Kemba being out uh, for me, I think Tatum is an absolute lock. I don't even think about it. This is against the Atlanta Hawks. Jason Tatum with Kemba Walker out. He's 8,100. With Kemba off the court, uh, Tatum sees a 13% usage bump, which is absurd. Wow. wow. Seven more fantasy points per 36 minutes uh, when Kemba is off the court. I, I, I can't envision... A lineup for me without Tatum in there, I just can't. 
Wow. Even with the uh, appealing price tags on Julius Randle and John Collins, 7,600 and 7,800 versus Tatum at 8,100. I hear you from the data standpoint on Tatum. Um, but Randall's been walking like no, I 45 know. to 50 points. I no, I mean, play Randall too. If you can get them both yeah, in yeah. there, you, I think you have to play. I mean, you have, you know, so if of those three, Randall, Tatum, Collins, you're going Randall, Tatum. That's what I would do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like all three of those. I have, I currently have Randall and Collins at my power forward okay. spot. Um, I would, there's a chance I move off Collins into uh, to Tatum. Um, another guy, I, I like a lot of the guys that are in that seven seventy five hundred 7,500 range. DeAndre Ayton's also 7,500 for tonight. Um, I really, nice. I, yeah, I really wanted to go with Vooch. Uh, Vucevic is 8,400. I just feel like with Gordon questionable, with Isaac out, um, they're going to be relying more on, on him tonight than usual. But... Then I saw eight in there, seventy five hundred. You know he he was uncorked the past game. His most recent game, he played thirty one minutes. He had sixteen and 14, 40 fantasy points. Um, you know it looks like it looks like the minute there's not going to really be a minutes cap, or if there is a cap, it's thirty two or so minutes. So right, that's right. you know uh, he, he at seventy five hundred. That's appealing. Uh, Capella at 7,600 at center is also nice, but at the same time, don't like the matchup against Philly. Um, so with Vooch and Capella, like those two, don't like the matchups, probably going to go with Aiton at center. Okay. Yeah, that's a – he he should be popular in – I mean, he'll be popular, I think, in cash and GPP. He's just going to be a strong play at 7,500. He's got a pretty high floor considering, like, his – he's just kind of a walking 15 and 10 um against the Knicks I mean I I don't know how much I worry about Mitchell Robinson kind of stifling him um I think Aiden Aiden's a bigger body he can probably move him out of the way for some rebounds but um <laughs> I, that's a matchup that's actually really interesting to me um yeah you kind of touched on the on the magic guys I did a little research um but for me I'm really only going to consider the magic players if Aaron Gordon is also out just because of the matchup against Miami is horrible um even even ross at 4400 i that one is that would be my most likely play um but i think if if aaron gordon is out definitely consider augustine um he gets a boost of 15 fantasy points per 36 with gordon and isaac off the court fultz gets a similar boost 12 fantasy points per 36 minutes vucevic gets a usage bump of 5.3 percent not that i you know him against bam out of bio i don't like it um i think uh, we touched on Lonzo. I also really like Kelly Oubre from that Suns-Knicks matchup, uh, 7,100. Um, he's just a really versatile player, and there's there are so many. You know, those are the guys I really like. The He can get you 35 to 40 fantasy points in so many different ways that I feel pretty confident about him going up against a poor Knicks team. And then my last uh, essentially suggestion is I think you have to get someone from this Blazers-Wizards game. Um at least on the Blazer side. They have an implied total of 115 points uh, based on the over-under and the spread. Uh, I think you have to get... I mean, I I've, I pretty much decided to lock in either one of Whiteside or Lillard, and I ended up with both in my lineup. Um, and they will cost you basically, uh, you know, a combined 1,800. Uh, but 
I don't know. I think getting Lillard at 9,300 and getting Whiteside at 9,300 against this horrible Wizards team that's depleted, gives up, it's just terrible defensively. Uh, I think that could be the, the upside there is is hard to pass up. Um, and if those are the most expensive guys in your lineup, then I uh, I feel pretty good about it for GPPs. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, there's a couple other guys. I think Gordon Hayward's more interesting. Yep. Um, now that Kemba's out, uh, Tobias Harris is only 6,400 uh, going up against the Rockets, which will probably be the second highest point total of the night. Um, he's coming off a couple bad games, and I, I guess that's the reason for his depressed total. But then you look at the teams he played, Miami, Indiana. Even before that, it was Orlando and Milwaukee. So he's had a stretch where he's played against some really tough defenses. Um, I, I, I expect him to bounce back, have a decent outing. He's been a little inconsistent. Um, but, again, this is a guy who has a couple 50-point outings already this year, and he's only 6,400. Um, so I like him quite a bit. Um, there's, there's a lot to like on tonight's slate. I feel like these like six, seven-game slates are my favorite, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Harris is a guy where I mean, if he gets hot from three, he I mean his you know hitting thirty five fantasy points is super easy for him. He's a guy who could get ten rebounds on any given night, uh, everything like that. Um, he might have I don't know who I don't know if they'll have PJ Tucker shadow Ben Simmons or I don't know how they'll do that. Um, do you have you have a lineup in a tentative lineup that you want to go through? I pretty much. Uh, ran through it now it's it's not it's not fully formed yet um i'm actually missing one shooting guard spot but i'll run through the rest of it right now okay uh lonzo ball trey young marcus smart um and then an empty shooting guard spot tobias harris gordon hayward julius randall jason tatum and deandre ayton um that leaves me 4300 bucks um for the final shooting guard spot and i do not like my options there so i'm gonna have to tweak some stuff um i'm not sure if that means moving off harris hayward maybe even trey young even though i'm hyping him up so much um it's possible i move off him and it's just tough i don't know what direction i would go if i did do that um Mm, man yeah yeah you if you had a hundred more dollars you could just go terrence ross and it that's would be what perfect I, that's exactly what i want to do is free up that hundred bucks but I, i'm having trouble figuring out a way to do that and have it uh make sense for the rest of my lineup i mean essentially it's it's moving off tatum and going to john collins um is my option to okay do that but that wouldn't it, be a yeah yeah I, I i'm debating that i just you got me so hyped about tatum I'm sorry. I mean, you could, I mean, I don't think you would be, I don't think you would be wrong for going like Josh Hart, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and that like final shooting guard spot. Any of those guys could go for 30 fantasy points, but I understand if you want some more safety than that, because those guys are also liable to go for like nine fantasy points. So is Ross. I mean, that's, I'm true. Just, <laughs> that's true. Ross isn't any safer. So that that's part of the issue. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I think... I think if I'm going smart and Hayward, I might not want to go too heavy on the Celtics and go Tatum as well. Um, we'll see. I just, I just, I changed it. I went from Collins, from Tatum Collins at my second power forward, and that freed up the cash Ross. So Lonzo, Trey, Smart, Ross, Harris, Gordon Hayward, Randall, Collins, Aiton. I like it. Um, I have Lonzo, Damian Lillard. 
Josh Richardson, Marcus Smart, Kelly Oubre, Troy Brown, Jason Tatum, Kyle Kuzma, Hassan Whiteside. Kuz! All right. Yeah, Kuz has been playing okay. I mean, that's the one I kind of threw in there. That was like my last uh, my last pick there. But he's 27 fantasy points. Uh, he had kind of a dud against the Dallas Mavericks. But I don't know. I, I, I needed someone for that final power forward spot. And if Beal is out, that's that's where the Troy Brown thing comes in. If Beal plays, I might have to move off of Brown. But he's still someone that could give me 25 fantasy points. Um, White side over, over uh, Joel Embiid, huh? Yeah, I mean, White Sox against the Wizards? Yeah, it's... <laughs> Jan Mahinmi and, like, I, I don't know. Who is their backup center at this point? Um, that the foreign guy? I can't. I cannot pronounce his last name. I would have to look it up. Um, <laughs> White, White Side's not talked about enough. Um, he's just been ridiculous over the past 16 games. Uh, he's aver- He basically missed a couple games because of injury. It, right around Thanksgiving. Um, and since he's came back, his minutes have gone up. Uh, Portland's kind of unleashing him a little bit more than they did earlier in the season. Uh, in those 16 games, he's averaging just under 32 minutes, 16 points, 15 rebounds, 3.8 blocks, shooting 60%, a very respectable 72% from the free throw line. Um, that that I think that's way above his career norm. Um it's about what he, he's actually been 76% this year um, after having multiple year. He was 45% from the charity stripe last year. So big increase from that. Um, good for 47 fantasy points per game. Um, unbelievable. He's been so good. Yeah, he has, he has six games with at least 50 fantasy points. And one, two, three, four, five of those came in December. Um, I was trying to give him some all-star buzz earlier in the year, and Nick was not having any of it. But I think he's playing at an all-star level. And I think his advanced numbers and his regular numbers show that he may not get a lot of love because Portland is not, they're not in the playoffs right now. But he has been very crucial to what they've been doing offensively and defensively. Um, okay. Without Ken here, I don't, I don't know exactly how, I think, I think that's all of our, technically that's all of our stuff that's without Ken. I mispronounced names. Um, I looked up the Wizards backup center. I if I if I'm looking at this pronunciation guide correct, it's Anjay's Paseknik's. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not gonna try that one. Okay. Uh, and then I think you said Alec Burke. Yeah. Um, I don't know his name. I don't know <laughs> it's if Burks. It's Alex. It Alec, was, Alex, Burke, Burks. I, I always forget. Yeah. And I'm like, is it Burke with an E at the end? Is there an S? I don't know. I forget. I get mixed up every time. They were both on the jazz, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's never going to change. Like, I'm always going to mix it up. <laughs> you got to like, do the wrong one every time. Yeah, I, I'll, call, I'll call him Alex Burke, Alec Burks. Which one's right? See, I already It's forgot. Alec Burks is the right, right one. Yeah, I already forgot. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Friday edition of the RotoWire NBA podcast. Please, if you're going to play DFS, play on FanDuel. Uh, I will not be here next week, but Shannon and Ken may put together a pod. We'll see. (laughs) Maybe. We'll see how that goes. Thank you, guys.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.